welcome to No Filter. My name is Patty. I'm Rowan. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are a podcast and we're now doing videos. Webcast. As you can see, webcast. Um, and we've been doing this for a year now. Yeah, we don't have to tell them all that. They should just well, we know these have things new, now. <laughs> we're always going to have new followers. I know, but let's just get into the episode. You guys can, you know, catch up, iTunes, SoundCloud, our YouTube channel, but we're just going to get the conversation started tonight. Um, so, there's a lot that went on this past weekend that I think we should touch base on. Okay. Um, I don't really like to get into, like, the political talk, and we try not to comment too much on those yeah. things. We're not experts. At we all. We do not know everything. Um, but we know our feelings. Exactly. So we try to share that, our opinions, and yeah. that's why it's called No Filter, K-N-O-W, because we don't pretend to know everything, but, you know. We try. We try. So, um, what do you so, want to start with? Um, I think I want to start... Well, basically, this whole episode is going to have a trending topic, and it's basically Trump, our now president of the United States. Um, and... <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> basically, I'm sure, I mean... Uh, Everyone probably already knows about this. You can't really escape all this news. So that's why I feel like why not just comment on it and mm-hmm. just like share it a little bit and we can move on. Um, Donald Trump has basically put a ban on Muslims from entering the country. Uh, he has a 90 day ban on seven majority Muslim majority countries. So nobody from those countries can enter the United States, and he's also put a 120-day ban on refugees from being able to come to the United States. Um, those countries are Syria, Iran, Sudan, Libya, Somalia, Yemen, and Iraq. He says that this is going to help keep radical Islamic terrorists out of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I mean, I think it's it's fair to say that most people in our world, in our society, in our country disagree with that. And um, it's, it's ironic, it's funny, it's not true, because if you look at 9-11 and the people who were caught because of that and um, other terrorist attacks, there actually were residents um, or citizens of the United States. So... Like, we have our own terrorists here and that are already in the country and have already gotten citizenship, have already been through all that. So refugees um, and other um, green card holders or um, just outsiders that are just visiting or trying to find a new home or a new place here in America, which is what this country was built on, in case anybody forgot. Right. Um, it's just, it's, there's no, I don't have a word Usually I'm really good at words and I just, this entire weekend, I haven't been able to really like form thoughts on it or like really articulate myself on it. A, because I'm not that informed on it. I know what I know and I've looked up what, what I've been interested, you know, needed to look up and, and things like that. But it's just, it's hard to put into words and it's shocking. And I think that a lot of people are just in a state of shock. Um, for the most part, um, even now, two days later since everything's happened. But um, I think that on the other side of the coin, on the positive side, um, I know 
we'll talk about Miss Universe later, but one of um, the contestants' answers when they asked her about Trump, she actually said that he had united um, uh, America doing what he did. And even though I don't think she explained herself correctly, language barriers, things like that, and people were getting at her, um, I kind of weirdly agree because look at everybody that's come together to fight for the refugees, to fight for people's rights to be able to come back in. It's under terrible circumstances, but it's nice to see that people are finally coming together and realizing that we can do more um, united than separate, yeah, separated. Yeah, I would say the best way to look at any situation is try to see the good in it. Definitely. And so I think the, the good that is going to come out of Trump being in office is it's just bringing to light all of the things that we still needed to work on. There's... Whoa. Oh. Oh. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But my computer is uh, backing me up right now. I just kind of was clapping. <laughs> it was just clapping. Um, anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> I think it just brings to light that racism still exists in this country because he's the president and there's people who voted for him. So there's people who agree with his, his ideas and his thoughts. And so now that this has come to light, um, you can't really do anything about the darkness if it stays in the darkness you Except know what I mean shine light on it right mm -hmm. so that's the only good thing that's coming which viceland which we always talk about has an amazing show called hate thy neighbor where this guy he's a comedian he's oh i want to say that he is muslim but i might be wrong on that so don't quote me but he goes to different areas that have like people that were in the kkk or like are racist like openly hourly racist and puts them together with the group of people that they hate and to like try to like bridge the gap and and it's obviously very serious but he he makes it more comfortable with that comedic feeling mm -hmm. so you guys should definitely check it out but he's trying to shine a light on on the racism that there is so what's really crazy though about all of this about this muslim ban is that according to the new york times it's illegal yeah. Um, the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 banned all discrimination against immigrants on the basis of national origin. It also violates the First Amendment on freedom of religion because he's singling out Muslims and he's saying yeah. that Christians from these countries are okay. Um, also, there is a little bit of some conflict of interest because... He hasn't put a ban on three, actually four countries in the Middle East, Turkey, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and the United Emirates, um, which are Muslim countries. But apparently, Trump's organization has done business or pursued potential deals with these countries. And so they're okay. And they're also part of the Rothschild banking system. So that in itself is... A huge conflict of interest. Conspiracies. <laughs> if you're into conspiracies, there's one for you. <laughs> moving on. Um, also this weekend, we're... Actually, moving... Backtracking a second. I was actually really terrified because my aunt from Lebanon flew in on Sunday. She's She came to help my mom because my mom's getting a major surgery this week. And so she's, she came to help her and be there for her. And I was terrified that there might have been a chance that she wouldn't be able to come or stay and it's a really scary feeling and although Lebanon is not one of the countries that are banned 
there was still stories that my family knew people personally who came in who were Christian, who were from Lebanon, and were still given a lot of bullshit at the airport. So it's like... Wait, is she here now? She is here now. Oh, she made it. She made it safe. She made it in fine, and everything's okay. But it's just, it's scary because this hits home for a lot of people. And and like, I'm happy, great, wonderful. Lebanon isn't one of those countries, but all our neighbors yeah. are. Well, and it's also any green card holders. It doesn't have to be from an Arabic country. And being Dominican. A lot of my family has green cards or just have residency here and they're not established citizens. So, I mean, that was definitely my first thought too, thinking about certain family members that I know haven't established uh, citizenship yet. It's like, okay, are they just going to leave now? Like what happens? And so it is, it's super, super scary. Um, and it's, it affects literally everybody. Um, so... But shout out to New York. The federal court was able to act very, very quickly. Shout out to all the lawyers and all the airports across the nation that came together or protesting. Yeah. Um, I know at uh, Chicago Airport, New York, San Francisco, um, and they just had like lawyers just team up and meet up in the airport and figure out a way to stop this and New York was able to go to the um I can't remember if it was the federal court or supreme court and put a 24-hour ban on Trump's ban so that the people that were stuck in the airport on that first day were able to be released and get out um and there's been a lot of uh corporations that have obviously publicly um gone against Trump as they should but Airbnb has vowed to um give homes to to refugees or people coming in that have been misplaced because of the ban um starbucks pledged to hire ten thousand refugees um and who else lyft um also pledged to donate a million dollars delete your uber accounts so look it up you know get into it right now just delete your uber there's a lot there's a lot going (laughs) on but shout out to everybody that is publicly going and taking a stand as a corporation which is really really hard to do especially that trump is president because that's his thing business and money and um they don't care and that's awesome they care more about people and that's the way it should be beautiful moving on for real this time Um, the SAG Awards were this past Sunday. Were I did not see them. I caught just like a little bit. I caught some of the speeches, but I went back and looked into them, and it was really amazing to see a lot of the winners taking a stance and using their you know platform, their opportunity during their acceptance speeches to take a stand and pretty much voice their anti-Trump opinions. Um, I'm just gonna read really quickly through some of them that I thought were amazing. Uh, Julia Lois Dreyfus. I'm mm-hmm. so bad at pronouncing names, but she used to be the lead actress in Seinfeld, and she won an award for the show Veep. I've never personally seen she wins it every year, but <laughs> <laughs> she won the award. Try not to talk at your computer. <laughs> okay, sorry. Here's the mic. <laughs> I'm gonna try to talk this way. Mike is correcting us about the mic. <laughs> I'm just going to move this over here. There you go. There we go. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) But basically, in her speech, she um, pretty much explained that she is a daughter of an immigrant, and her father fled religious persecution in Nazi-occupied France. 
and she shared this whole story and she closed it off by saying that she loves this country and she's horrified by its blemishes. This immigrant ban is a blemish and it is un-American. Um, she went on to, to share a little more, which was really nice. Also... Oh, this guy was awesome. Amazing. I didn't see this mm-hmm. David Harbour won for Stranger Things and the cast won for Stranger Things and his speech was insane and I, I want to just read the whole thing. He says, I would just like to say that in light of all that's going on in the world today, it's difficult to celebrate the already celebrated Stranger Things. But this award from who, from you who take your craft seriously and earnestly believe, like me, that great acting can change the world. It's a call to arms from our fellow craftsmen and women to go deeper and through our art to battle against fear, self-centeredness, and exclus- exclusivity of our predominantly narcissistic culture. And through your art craft to cultivate a more empathetic and understanding society by revealing intimate truths that serve as a forceful reminder to folks that when they feel broken and afraid and tired, they are not alone. We are united in that we are all human beings and we are all together on this horrible, painful, joyous, exciting, and mysterious ride that is being alive. Now, as we act in the continuing narrative of Stranger Things. I thought that was so beautiful and I love his ex- how he expresses acting because I you know, I, I'm, I love acting and I love that that's what acting can provide. Just this empathy and this yeah. just like voice for, you know, for people and show compassion. Um, Maharshala Ali won for Moonlight and he also spoke in his speech. Um, he shared a story about how, how you have to kind of get past your differences. And he shared a story about his mother and his mother was an ordained minister and he is Muslim and um he converted 17 years ago and while she wasn't excited about it he said that they've been able to put this to the side and he's able to see her and she's able to see him and that they love each other and that they've grown and those little things are not important those little differences you know are not important and love is the answer and then also the cast of Hidden Figures won in an award. And I was really excited for that. Um, you know, three women. The movie was really awesome. I actually did see that movie. Everyone should watch it. It's very female empowering. If you don't know anything about it, it's about three women that played an integral part in um, uh, NASA launch. And it's their untold story. And when Taraji accepted her speech, she that said, dress. amazing, right? Her dress was amazing. (laughs) That the story is of unity, and this story is about what happens when we put our differences aside. Finishing off with love wins. So I really love all the messages that everybody had at the SAG Awards. Uh, There were a lot of really awesome winners, and I definitely want to catch up on these movies and these shows and, and all of that. I just think that you don't. We nobody really, especially people on that level, celebrities, um, actors, um, whatever it is. I don't think that you really have a choice at this point to not try to come together to use your platform to like let people know that like shit is fucked up right now. Yeah. And like we just have to like love one another. Whether you find that to be a cliche way of saying it, whatever language you need or whatever words you need to interpret that in, like just come together and just like understand that we as a whole are better than this one person that unfortunately has risen 
to, uh, to power. And, um, but I think it's great. And I think it, it, that's what it is. Like, we just don't have a choice but to, to be positive and find the light to shine on these dark things that are happening. And to stick together. Yeah. And I just love that influential people are, are using their influence for good because, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I also, like, commend them for doing it because it takes a lot of balls to go out there and give your opinion to millions of people. Like, mm-hmm. we're doing it. Right now, sure, for however many people, but, like, that's, like, a world stage, like... Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of backlash from people. People are going to talk shit about you and just, like, be so nasty and so negative. So I also commend them for being able to... I'm sure they're going to lose a lot of fans because of them... Anytime you take a political stance, you're not going to please everybody. And for people like them who are counting on fans and people supporting them and you know that's how they make their money right for them to have the courage to just be like i don't give a fuck <laughs> we can post on here <laughs> what people what people think i want to share this opinion because yeah. it's important yeah i love that and i commend yeah. that it's awesome um also this weekend was the miss universe competition mm-hmm who Which I did not watch either. <laughs> I caught the tail end of that. We don't have live TV, so <laughs> I wasn't going to go out of my way to try to find it. A, B, I was under the impression that Trump still owned it. Um which he does it. He sold it in 2015 uh to a talent agency network whatever. Um but it still airs on Fox, which he's essentially the owner of Fox. <laughs> um so I just had a lot of mixed feelings about it and I didn't really understand how these women still even wanted to be a part of it. And just in general, I never really understood pageants. I've watched them. I think the gowns are beautiful. I think, like, it's fun. Like, I've always liked it for that entertainment reason. Um, But I never really understood pageants. It's not something that I grew up in. It's not something that I ever cared to find out that much more about. Yeah. It just doesn't really make that much sense to me. But it brings the women of the world together. I think, I guess. I don't know. So I caught the top, the like last end of it. I don't ever really like, you know, set out to watch them, but I happened to be somewhere and it was on. So, I, you know, I watched how I felt about how I feel about pageants. Um, I don't really love them. I am. However, I was really happy to see this year Miss Canada, who was in the race for Miss Universe. Canada. Canada's the best. They're awesome, and <laughs> she is actually was curvier than all the other women. I don't want to call her plus size because she's not no, by she's any like means. Like a size four. By any means <laughs> of the word, but she was curvier than the other women, and not your typical pageant girl. And I loved that, and I loved that the pageants are starting to embrace that women of different body types. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the host was ah, I forget her name, but she was the first. A plus size model to grace the pages of Sports Illustrated. What is oh, her name? Um, mm-hmm. Jesus. I know who you're talking about. I don't think I'm a fan of hers, but I know who it is. Really? Yeah. She's like an actress now too, right? She's blonde. No, she's a brunette. Oh, Ashley Graham. Oh, that's okay. not who I was thinking of. Ashley Graham. She's she's amazing. I, this woman oozes confidence. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And she just embraces her her body. And, and, and I love that. I think it's so beautiful. And it's such an important message to women. And so I really love that Miss Canada brought that forth. Um, Miss Kenya had some amazing answers. 
her answer in the finals was really powerful and stood out to me a lot because she basically told women that you can be whatever you want to be Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about if you're tall or short or don't limit yourself to your physical body and your physical being that you can go and transcend that and be so much more than that Mm -hmm. and that was really important to see um, so I was really rooting for Kenya. I was rooting for Mexico. She was gorgeous. I was rooting for a couple others. Yeah, um, were. Me and I was were confident. I was like, <laughs> bro, I was like texting me and our other roommate. We're just like sitting here. I forgot what we were watching. I was like, did she think that we're watching it right now too? I just wanted to put it out into the universe I who I thought was going to win because if they did win, I would have been like, holy shit. I'm psychic. I'm not. <laughs> I'm still working on that. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting closer. But Miss France won the competition. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. But I just wasn't super excited about her winning only because she, I don't want to say she's too gorgeous, but she just looked so put together, so manicured, so perfect. And I guess that's what pageants are about and that's what Miss Universe is about. But I just really love people who have a little bit more character, just a little bit, you know, just a little something else. Yeah, but the fact that you um, notice that it's even sneaking in, that means, like, it's opening a door for that, right. you know, in the years to come. If right. it continues on, um, we'll see more of that yeah. in the future. So, yeah, I just think I'm liking the direction it's starting to go in. I don't really love where it has been over the years, mm-hmm. um, but I like that they're starting to implement this this love yourself idea no matter what you look like. And so if the pageants do continue to go in this light and they do start showing women who truly represent the world, not just these supermodel-looking women yeah. to come on stage and do these pageants, then I think that'll be really amazing for little girls to see. Mm-hmm. Like see someone who they can relate to up there and be like, wow, that could be me one day. Yeah, you know? definitely, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. I think that we it's cool that we do um, celebrate women. I think that's cool that the pageants do that, celebrate women and show their stories and show what they're doing beyond just being beautiful because mm-hmm. that's what they do show in Miss Universe and all the things that they're doing. And um, yeah, anything that celebrates women. It's great right. on, on my end, even if it's owned by Trump or was or whatever. Um, how are we doing on time? Oh, great. Uh, 28 minutes. Okay. Um, wow. Um, I chose to wear this shirt today. Mm-hmm. It says blessed in English, but it looks like Arabic, Arabic writing. <laughs> because, you know, in light of this whole Trump Muslim ban stuff, I uh, just thought it'd be appropriate and we'd just go with the vibes. A friend of mine, Derek... As a photographer out of Miami, Derek awesome G. photographer, Derek G. Mr. I am expensive. <laughs> gave me this shirt. Of course, I had to cut it up because I'm a hoe. And uh, just kidding. <laughs> it is hoe weather has started in LA. That's just perfect kidding. timing. Just kidding. I just, you know, I love my crop tops. But um, his friend actually designed the shirt and the brand is called Fly Supply. Do you need some help? It's fly. I think it's fly supply, but you want to double check just in case. Yeah. Fly supply. Yeah. So if you're interested, look them up. And we're actually going to be sharing an interview that we did with Derek a few months back. Finally, our podcast, our podcast yeah. episode. Uh, we'll be releasing that next, next week, week on iTunes and SoundCloud, so you can hear about him and his dope experiences with working with Birdman and touring with him. So catch that next week. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. And um, who are you wearing today? 
Um, I didn't do this on purpose. But it just, fits I very know. well, I was just thinking Why don't we when talk you were talking about, about yours. So this is uh, Revavev. It's my boys back in New York, and um, it's an idiot box. It basically just stands for the revolution not being televised. Um, wow. Which in, <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> which in today's society, it actually is being televised, just not uh, in, a, in a way... I don't think people are really. Re- I don't think that the the majority of people are really realizing it yet that it's that it's happening. But I think we're in the midst of it. Oh yeah, we're in a really we're, crazy. We're in the midst of it. And, history um, right now. Yeah, this is this is one of those times where people are going to ask you in in five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, where were you when this happened? This that's what's happening right now. That's what happened this weekend. That's what happened on November eighth. November 8th, that was the election? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. So just, it's it's happening. So just be conscious of it. Um, stay woke, if, if that translates to you better. Um, but it's happening right now. But make sure you check them out. Revavev, uh, Revolution of Evolution, super dope um, lifestyle brand. And yeah. Very cool, very cool, mm-hmm. very cool. Um Anything else we'd like to share? I don't know. So I was thinking. Okay. I've been really into oracle cards. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just maybe pull one mm-hmm. to, on today's episode and just see But if you what pull it, is. it, isn't it like your... Um, well, that's not going to be my intention that I'm setting. Okay. I'm just going to kind of pull it. I don't like know that much general... about it. I mean, like I know about it, but that's... I just... So there's oracle cards and there's tarot cards. I'm not super, fam- I mean, I'm familiar with both. I know what they are, but they're, they're different. Tarot cards are um, generally all the same, only they're done by different artists, so you can find different decks that have different illustrations or whatever and, like, a different vibe to them. But all of the cards are pretty much the same. They have, like, the High Priestess card, the, the King of Wands, or, you know, all of that. And each card means something different. Oracle cards are a little bit more, I think, introspective. Tarot cards can be just used for yourself, but a lot of times they're used to be able to develop to then be able to read other people's cards. Oracle cards, I think, are a little bit more for yourself. It's a more, like, personal journey. There's a plane flying overhead, so maybe I should (laughs) take a second because I don't know what the mic is picking up. (laughs) Um... But I was searching for a deck of tarot cards or oracle cards, whatever it may have been, before we moved. And um, I was like, you know, I'm going to wait until maybe we're in Sedona. Maybe something will just come to me. I'll find a deck instead of ordering it off Amazon or just like forcing something on myself. And long and behold, we were in Sedona and the man we were staying with, which you guys can hear a little bit more on our first episode, um... I ended up coming across this artist named Sherilyn, and she designed her own deck of oracle cards, and she calls them Mystic Art Medicine. And so she's she's drawn these beautiful cards, and each one has a different meaning. And um, I've been trying to draw a card a day, and it comes with a book, and it explains... It comes with, like, a poem for each card and just explains the drawing and what it might mean 
for you in your life. And it just it's just nice because it just gives you a second to reflect. Because no matter what, whichever card you draw, yeah, I, I take gonna, it all with a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't try to like apply it. But it's going to bring something to the forefront right. in your mind or in your life or whatever. Yeah, I don't try to apply it super literally or like think too deeply about it. But it makes you think about something. And I think that's important to reflect. So I thought that... Maybe I could just draw one and just see what it is and okay. see how we feel about it. Um, I'm just going to take some Palo Santo. Usually with tarot cards or oracle cards, you should cleanse them before each use, either with sage. I like to use Palo Santo only because it's just a little bit cleaner than sage. Sage tends to make a little bit of a mess when you burn it. Um, so I just like to cleanse them. There's no proper way to do this. I think the most, my favorite thing about tarot and oracle cards and just anything that is kind of sacred in a sense is you make it your own and it just turns into this, a ritual for yourself. And I think that's when it carries power rather than doing it a set way or how somebody else does it or whatever. You just kind of like make it your own. And so I'm just shuffling them, just running the Palo Santo around it. And everything is just the belief you hold in it. So that's really what it comes down to. Um, basically how I do it when I do it in my room, I just spread them straight across and I have this little flag that has fallen off of one of my things and it says love on it and it fell off something that I had hanging on my wall so I kind of just spread them out and then I draw the card that's in the middle that falls on it but um I'm just gonna spread them down here and maybe you can pull it Patty me yeah oh man okay <laughs> Um, whichever one you feel drawn to. Children. children. Whoa. We are the children of the world. It's pretty. Can we see the artwork? Just them to see it. Uh, don't. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I mean, hold it up and show it, but. It's really, really pretty mystical uh, I mean, artwork. Um, all right, let's see what she wrote. It's an interesting one. I've never drawn that card, ever. <laughs> of course I would. I <laughs> hate kids. I don't hate kids. I don't hate kids. <laughs> oh, okay, so her little poem says, Bird, tribe, child. If we could hear the newborn speak, arriving from heaven, extraordinary, unique, truths of the light, an abundant share, all the love, how much they care. I'm just going to read the end of it because it kind of goes in depth about the card, but then the last paragraph just tells you what this should remind you about. So this medicine card reminds you to help the children remember who they are. That means your inner child as well. Let them articulate and express themselves. Encourage them to find out how these qualities enhance and contribute to the world. 
Help them realize that their sensitivity and idealism are the most beautiful qualities they possess. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I think it fits. Children are the future. You know, things might be going really shitty right now with where it's at, but you know what? He can only be in office for eight years. I know it sounds really shitty, but that's it. It's up to us to now, like, teach these younger generations yeah. how to move forward. Yeah. And if we don't want this to happen again, then that responsibility lies well, in the hands of the younger generation. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and that's what I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about it, because I've also seen people, um, during the election, people were calling it this, this, the second Brexit, if, if yeah. Trump was to win, which is literally what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, now that this is happening with the ban and trying to um, uh, ban people from coming into the country, um, people are comparing it to Nazi Germany. Um, so history repeats itself. If you don't know your history, it's going to repeat itself. It's going to happen again. So you got to teach the kids. you got to teach the children, the ones, the new generations that are coming up um, into everything. Not just that, but also on, a, on a, another side of it, like children are, are brutally honest and they're always going to tell you how it is. Listen to the kids. Um, listen to the kids. For real. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of kids. Um, on a personal note, but overall, other people's kids, children are <laughs> the future and you've got to listen to them and they're going to tell you straight up how they feel about something. Even if you think that they don't get it, like you could ask a kid about what's going on right now and you might think that they don't get it or they might give you the most simplest answer and you're not going to get it because we've conditioned our minds yeah. to think of things in such a certain way. But like these kids feel things and they know things and, um, they, they have to, they have to be taught the the history and the way the right way so that things don't continue to happen this way because then there won't be a future for them so so teach them love word that's the most important thing and also try to reconnect with your own inner child yeah because we lose sight of that a lot and Mm -hmm. it's really important to hold on to that Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like, nobody's got it figured out. Nobody knows no. what the fuck they're doing. Not We're all, all just trying to figure it out as we go. And adults are just bigger kids. Word. So. Definitely. Cool. That was Hold on one. to the inner child. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess that's it for tonight's yeah. episode. We Thank you guys. We didn't cheers beforehand. I know. We didn't cheers I've beforehand. I've got a little bit left. I just spilled my shit. But. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> to the future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to light this now because, you know, conversations are never that great. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. We love you. Make sure you check us out, SoundCloud, iTunes, um, and subscribe so that you can get alerted next time we do this. (laughs) And thank you, Mike. Yay! (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye.